You got three things in life when you're born. What your mama tells you, what the streets teach you, and what the future holds, which no one knows. That's the one you got control of. Way more chemical than political PTSD from what I weighed on the digital It was snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal Welcome to Snow School We are back reviewing episode 5 Titled The Get Back I am Spike Lou. This is the unofficial official podcast Breaking down the FX series Snowfall Each week we give you a scene by scene breakdown and by we i bring a couple of friends with me each time just so we can go over what happened in the episode and this week i got my guys back with me i'll start with you mr do what's up sir what's going what's going on what's going on gotta be back um what is this the uh, fsp fps connection <laughs> we got to um, write yeah, this time throws yeah, exactly, me off exactly <laughs> but no i'm Big good Jeff. i'm good Okay, Big Jeff, we welcome you back, brother. How you doing? Man, you know I'm always good, man. I'm happy to be here talk about my favorite show, man. We good. WrestleMania day, man. I know I can't keep you long. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you tuning in tonight, right? It's, it's I am going to tonight. Peacock is free. I'm going to see what we're doing. Man. He said it's free. <laughs> Let's get right into it, man. Great response, man. I appreciate the people that have been checking out the Snow, uh, Snow School series of Snowfall, man. Been giving you some dope breakdowns. Been getting some dope feedback. So, again, I extend my thanks to you guys for joining me here. Here's what we do, man. We break down each scene by scene and give you some feedback on it. So we'll start at the top. But this week, man, it was a clip floating around that I wanted to talk about with a couple of guys like yourselves who are very fluid in your conversations and can give me some good uh, feedback from what I thought on it. The real Rick Ross. And the reason that this ties in is because this show is loosely, and I put that in quotations, based on his life, Freeway Ricky Ross. And he was on a podcast with Lord Jamar and Lord Jamar asked him about Snowfall and his comments were, uh, it's a fairy tale. I don't watch cartoons. He said that he was working with John Singleton about a movie of his life. And then John Singleton disappeared and came out with Snowfall a couple of months later. He also went on to say that he was a difficult person to work with. Uh, a couple of book deals have fell through. We know about his back and forth with Rick Ross about the name, the rapper Rick Ross about the name. My question to you guys, is it fair for him to criticize this series after the fact and, and call it cartoonish? I'll start with you, Jeff. It's, it's fair because, like you said, it's loosely his story. I just think he's he had some cards that he could have played when he first got out. And he mm -hmm. played them all wrong. He mm -hmm. played every card he had wrong. <laughs> like he could have been like the way Frank Lucas played his whole thing when he got a jail, got American Gangster out of it, had the later years of his life, you know, pretty much well taken care of because of that movie, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Freeway Ricky Ross could have played this to where he would have been financially, I'm pretty sure he's still financially good, but where he could have been accepted mainstream more so than he would have now. And now he just looks like a crybaby. Mm. I know he's a real dude and he's, you know, out in his story. It is what it is with his story. I'm not speaking to any of that. I'm just saying how he's handling Rick Ross, how he's handling the book deals, how he's handling his TV show. Like he really could have played this a little bit different, just a little bit different. Mm. 
interesting. Nick, what you think? Um, I'm gonna take a page out of your books, Lou. When when you be talking about like these things are on deck when it comes to like dudes who complain about deals or things going wrong, but after a certain amount of time, you gotta look at yourself. Just like Jeff, you were saying, like it seems like everything that he's tried to make happen or try to tell his story or try to collaborate, it just goes to shit. And it gets to the point where like, hold on, bro, like what are you doing in the, like you're the common variable in all of this. So I, again, like I'm not speaking on his character, but it just seems yeah. like, bro, if you, if you if you keep on finding yourself in these positions, you may need to look at yourself. Facts. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna triple down on this with you guys, and that was what I thought, and I wanted to make sure that I went off here. When I hear you say, people may say that I'm difficult to work with, and then the, the question after that from the the person who's interviewing you is like, "Well, do you think so?" And and your response is absolutely not. There's no accountability there. So of course I expect someone like John Singleton to disappear. Like I'm a director, bro. I ain't got time to do this shit with you, my nigga. Like, I ain't going to bicker with you back and forth about what you think should be in this movie and all of this street shit that you're trying to do. Then the situation with Rick Ross. Once I heard Freeway Ricky Ross say that he acknowledged that he was difficult to work with and multiple people said it and he was like, oh, well, no, I'm not. I got everything that I need to know from that one statement. <laughs> everything that I need to know, bro. It's like you said, Nick, about accountability. At some point, you got to start looking at yourself, bro, and wondering why these deals are following through. So I don't think it is fair for him to say this is a fairy tale. We tried to get the real story, my nigga, but you was being a deep. So here, here we are with Snowfall and a great story that we're telling. And that leads us into this week's episode, man. First, we start out with Leon and Fatback. Uh, they were, I finally got his name right here. They went to go blow up the car from the previous episode where they did the murder. Um, Leon, you know, gives fat back a couple dollars, sends him on his way. Good choice for them to split up here, guys. What were you thinking? Were you happy that the episode started right where it left off last week? Give me some feedback on that, Nick. Yeah, I mean, like last time I was on here, you was we discussed another episode that started off right where we left off. I think that was when uh, also was dealing with the whole murder with his family. But yeah, I'm I'm glad they picked it up because that was that last episode ending scene was really like okay cliffhanger, um, especially with everything that's connected. So I'm glad they started up with this and and it was smart for them to split up uh, because they both are the hottest dudes in I guess L.A. or whatever uh, hood they in right now. Right. So you know when you're dealing with murder, it's best to be solo than with <laughs> with someone else because you at least you can control yourself. So I wasn't surprised they split up. Got it all, man. They had to, like, cause, cause now, I mean, you know, it's not. We, we gotta stop, like we always say, we can't think of twenty twenty one terms. You gotta go back to eighty eight, eighty nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta split up. Like, they can't find you. Like, there's no no tracking devices on your phones and nothing like that. You, you can get you can get low back then. You know what I'm saying? In, in plot in broad daylight, you can get low in broad daylight back then. So, yeah, it had to split up, man. Had to. Yeah, good idea. Good idea by Leon. Split up. Here you go, fat back. I know you probably ain't got no stash on you or nothing. And also to ensure that you don't go back to the projects looking for money here, take this and just go your separate ways. So I do think that that was a great idea for them to split up, blow up the car, kind of some comic relief there. What have you ever did it before? And boom, it blowing up after. <clears throat> Next, we go to Khadijah. She's in the hospital with Scully. Scully comes in, police question her on who did this. And what I got from this scene is that she seemed to be keeping quiet. Well, not just from the police standpoint, but I couldn't I wasn't clear on if she had told Scully that she knew Leon had did it at this point 
what did you guys take away from this and, and just them zooming in on her face and her stoic silence here? Um, stoic is the word. Right, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Stoic. Well, I was I was just gonna say I I, I agree the with T.I. word of the day. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Lou. She was trying to keep quiet. It was more, but I expected that if you rolling with somebody like Scully, you ain't talking to the cops like that. So I think she was just like, this is a street issue. This isn't a police matter. So that's why she was just quiet. But I also felt like she was still processing the death of her daughter, especially since it was right in her arms. So it was like a mix of two. Like, I can't say nothing, but at the same time, I got so much to say. So I think she was just waiting on Scully to come through. Mm. All of that, all of that. And the processing of just being there and just saying, dog, we literally were just driving down the street and went for this man with his ice cream truck pulling out in front of us. We would have been fine. We're gone. We would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, but so much, can, and it just shows how much can happen in a split second. And, and when you when you just live in a certain type of life, man, she she's processing all of that. Absolutely, and that actor, the the the, the girl that plays Khadijah, her name is uh Jeffrey Meyer. She did an awesome job, uh, just with her like facial acting, and just not even more so with words, but just how she played this and her positioning throughout the episode. I think she did a, a phenomenal job of displaying like uh, her child dying in her arms. So shout out to her and her holding this episode down. Next, we go to Leon. After they split up and shooting, Leon goes to his mom's house and mom's mom's ain't, ain't got no sympathy for Leon, the situation or what's going on. Apparently, Leon had buried about 20 racks in the backyard, came to get them 20 racks. And mom was like, I don't know what you looking for, buddy, but that money gone. And it's not due to mold. It's not due to moths eating it. She spent the money. And here's the kicker. I'm going to tell you, before I get the feedback from you guys on this scene, what would have flipped me off and, and sent me over the edge was not even the fact that she spent the money, but when he said it was for emergencies and went on, she went on to say that the dog bit, I guess his sister, oh, I'm flipping the fuck out. I'm tearing the whole house up. The dog bite, that's the emergency? I'm trying to get little. Little did she know she could have saved his life by not touching that money here. What do you guys think about this scene? <laughs> Man, mom's got to do better, man. Like, I don't know what dog bite hurt. That hurt. Like, that was that was nuts. Like, just watching that, watching that play out was like, damn, she really, she really looked at the, but you know what though? In real life, we've seen this happen before. I was gonna say this is spot on. This is realistic as fuck. Yeah, That's how it happens. Like, I've like, heard this story man. numerous times, nigga. Like, you I've heard this story. This is how it happens. Like, you go to jail, you do it two, three years, you got some money at your mama house thinking you coming home, you straight. That money's gone, brother. Sister done found it. Nigga, nephew done found it. Like, nigga, somebody done. Bald, nigga. <laughs> I'm talking about bald, nigga. Nah, I think um, I, I think I think y'all. While I find it hilarious where y'all going on this point, I think what she was just basically saying is like life has been going on since you've been gone, mm. and I think that's how she ended her the um the conversation. She was like, "All the rest of my kids have been here. You mm. the one that I ain't seen in months. You don't know what's been going on." She she didn't just mention the dog. She mentioned like um. <laughs> Bills paid. Yeah, like she was saying, like this. I need to take care of this house. I need to take care of this, uh, your brothers and sisters. And I, from what I last time we remember in the beginning of the series, he had like a whole halfway house full of siblings. So it's a lot of mouths to feed and twenty bands. If they're just sitting right there, like why not? Especially if your son been already gone and he already doing this drug stuff. Yeah. So 
uh, I think it was, I'm gonna give her credit as far as like, I think it was more stuff than the dog biting her and his sister going to the ER. But at the same time, she had to spend, I know she couldn't, she couldn't have had spent. Once she start, once yeah. she, and that's the thing about the stash like that, once you start, you ain't stopping. Exactly, like you could have saved half, but and I know it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a thousand dollar hospital bill here, it's groceries here, the car messed up here, oh, they need clothes for school here. You look up, 20 racks, it's gone. Yeah. But it goes to a thing that we talk about too, uh, the difference between Franklin and, and Franklin thinking that he's smarter than Leon in this situation and what you just said, Nick, about life has been going on. When you're someone like Leon, the failure there was not because you hid the money there, but you lack communication with your mother. Like you have to let her know, hey, this is back here. I ain't hiding it from you. I'm putting the cat right here in case I need it. And if I do come and I need this, it's going to be an emergency. So if you need anything, call me or I'll put some money in the mailbox here, but don't ever touch this. And he didn't have that conversation with her. So therefore, you think it's like you said, life going on. She think oh, he out here balling. What little did she know about the dope gang? Like, oh, he out here balling. Should he get $20,000 a day? It's probably what she thinking. But he didn't communicate with her how important that shit right there was. And that's the downfall for a lot of niggas that get jammed up like this. They think they got somewhere and ain't, and it's over. Now you got a whole plan you got to come up with. All right, next, Khadija and Man Boy Makeup. Um, man Boy walks in, Khadija obviously suffering. She tries to get him out of there before Scully realizes what's going on. And this is the first of many, I'm going to say, effective speeches by Man Boy in this episode, man. He was on his political game uh converting people left and right over to his side um what do you guys think about the persuasiveness of man boy in this situation go ahead nick go ahead. i was gonna say i was gonna say um yeah i was like y'all loaded for this boy i didn't uh, and before you start i didn't realize ahead. that man boy was such a fan not favorite people hate him i was following a little bit on twitter <laughs> uh, why this was going on and like the people were shitting. I'm I I'm the only man boy fan I see. No, nah, you ain't. Oh, okay. yeah. You ain't. I think Amestra like him too. Yeah. Um, oh man, that ain't good company. But I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think the reason why people don't like him is because he they know that he's the polar opposite of Franklin. Like he mm, is the opposite. That's a fact. So if you are a big fan of Franklin and you want to see him succeed, you know he's going to go through him. Mm. Um. But what I found out with Man Boy within that scene or just throughout the episode. Um, and we'll get to it, but what's, what's, what's Franklin's aunt name? Uh, uh, Louis. Louis, she was right. Mm. This, this whole episode proved that she was right. This is the reason why, and it's crazy that it took Leon for this to happen, but man boy is, he saw a crack in the window and he's taking the opportunity mm. to do that. Granted, he, 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 this conversation is about him losing a family member, but they always say through tragedy, you can find some way to come up or something like that. I know this. I'm paraphrasing, um, but yeah, that th- this scene was interesting for me because it was just like, I didn't realize how close him and Scully were. And maybe I've I glossed over it because of all the stuff going on, but as far as their, his sister is her, is his girl. So it's mm-hmm. just like, you would think they would have been able to patch that up a long time ago right, right, right. and not get it to this point. But again, death does make people, you know, reconcile relationships. Shout out to man boy. He's showing, he's proving auntie right. He's proving me right. Man, boy, to me, right here, showed he's smarter than what people's giving him credit for. Because this isn't just, yeah, of course he's sad his niece has is, is, is been killed and he wants revenge for that. But like you said, Nick, he saw the crack in the wall 
walking. He's walking where he put him, he finna make the crack turn into a whole damn split in the house. And this boy, like he he sees me making his move. He oh, gets trouble. Oh man, he can get Scully on his side. We're gonna, we, I, don't, I don't get too deep into it because he's gonna talk about it more. But this is his play. He sees his play, he's gonna make it. That's a fact, man. And this is part of the reason why I like man boy. Like this is great. He's taking, he has and is taking advantage of every opportunity. He ain't playing around and like, oh, I'm halfway in the dope game. I'm half like, nah, my nigga, I sell dope. And if I can get over on you and get to the top spot that I am going to do, so I don't care nothing about your plug. I don't care nothing about any of that. It's me versus you. And I appreciate that because in one sense, he has some sincerity about him when he's talking about his niece and he's talking about being heard and he remembers the middle name. But on the other end, just knowing his character, you know, he full of shit. Like all this is about, all of this is about is taking Franklin down. And like you said, unfortunately, his niece had to die, but it don't matter to him. I'm taking advantage of the opportunity. I'm hopping on there. And I appreciate that about the character. I guess that is why most people hate him. But that was a good scene. Next, we got Leon sleeping under the bridge, man, with the homeless man. This is, to me, similar to the scene with um, Wanda and her teeth coming out. Like It's a throwaway scene almost, but... There, there also is some depth to this because he literally has nowhere to go. He goes from like two days of being the man on the scene in the projects like we were talking about and having literally his whole set behind him to I can't show my face anywhere. And I'm down here with bums in a house coat that my mom gave me and a couple of dollars in my pocket. So I, I think that that was a very effective scene showing the gravity of the situation for Leon. Y'all agree? Yeah, yeah. This this was this is this character building. This is like they build into the part where we're gonna see as it plays on. Like he literally his back is against the wall, he got nowhere to go. So he hear home, he hears the other homeless guy mention the shelter. He's like, I got another option. Mm. Here we go. Yeah. My thing, my thing is that whole scene showcased that how sometimes you need a uh he should have just he should have just bought in. Sometimes you just gotta buy in. And I think the reason I bring that up is because if he would have just teamed up with Franklin from the jump, when Frank needed him to deal with this whole situation, like how Frank came to him, like, look, we gotta attack, if we gonna attack Scully, we gotta do this together. And then Leon was in his feelings about how the, like how Franklin brought him into it. So that's why he didn't wanna listen to him, he wanna do it on his own. But as you can see, Leon, we'll talk about it later, but Leon is slowly realized like Franklin is the, 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 he knows how to mastermind this stuff. Like I, like to me, it's like sometimes life is all about knowing your role and playing it to a, to the best of your capabilities. And to me, Leon overseeded that, and this is where you get him. Where he's like, oh, this is me trying to do too much, and this is where it got me. So, that make that makes sense, Nick. Jeff, what do you think? No, I mean, yeah, it's like with with Franklin. He, I'm sorry, with Leon, he had a chance to to buy in, but he was feeling himself, like you said, Nick. And he's seen this whole time he's seeing his world crumble within a split the split sex. You know what I'm saying? So now he's got to think what he's got to do, and he's, he's up under this bridge with the house coat on, like Lou said. And is I don't know if he can get any lower coming from how high he was. You know what I'm saying? So nah, man, this is great, great writing, great character building to me because I understand like he's he's trying to figure out how in the world because again he's low in broad daylight. I mean, I know it's dark, but he's not hiding outside the city or nothing like that. He's hiding in L.A. 
up under the yeah. bridge somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So, but he's just trying to figure out how he gets out of this, and he should have. But he should just you know roll with Franklin the whole time. Yeah, and and part of my dog barking background back there for the fans out there listening, but. You guys are right in the sense of he could have bought in a long time ago, but we discussed on the last episode, shout out to M Extra and shout out to my guy, Sean Walsh. One of the biggest reasons of the disconnect with Franklin and, and Leon was that he wasn't recognizing Leon as a smart, like businessman or a person in the streets. And he was kind of, he was, he's kind of being demeaning towards him in, in the decisions that he made. And rightfully so. Now we see what Leon is based off the decisions that he made. So you get, Leon probably, like you said, questioning himself because of the situation that he's in. But how he got to that path, he felt like he was justified because Franklin was questioning his smarts. But that to me, you go back to the accountability we talked about with Rick Ross. Like, where was the did, did Leon never sit down with Franklin and be like, look, this is what I want to do. This is the place I'm trying. Like, he never had that. He always assumed that, oh, yeah, we all going to split this up together. He should have known that once Franklin shot Kevin or whatever, that that, that you're going to have to sit. Franklin show. Yeah, like you're going to have to sit down and talk to me about things if you want to do certain things. Like, and I think, again, that communication, he can't even talk to his mama, let him know Mm -hmm. what's going on. So, like, the whole thing with Franklin, to me, not to say that everything was on Leon, because obviously Franklin played his part, but my thing is, like, bringing up and addressing it was something that Leon, if you feel a certain type of way, you got to bring it up to the, uh, you got to check it out the door. That's a good point. So for the things that happened, it's just like, I mean, shit, this is what happened. Good point. Next, we got Man Boy going to visit Franklin. Uh, Man Boy is almost gloating because he now knows he has the up on Franklin and he gets to make the uh, the positioning the, the positioning for the negotiation so he could capitalize off the ups that he has on Franklin. So he tells him that he knows what's going on as far as the shooting and that he knows that Leon does it. And he offers him ultimatum to, hey, bring Leon to me because I did the same thing to you when we first met Man Boy and he was speaking of the robbery that went wrong when they was just supposed to be staking Franklin out. Do you guys think that Man Boy played this correctly, offering the ultimatum so quickly, or should he had let Franklin contact him? Man, boy, got the chess pieces, man. He know mm. it. He got everything. Everything right now is in his is in his corner. Mm. He got Franklin by the nuts. He got Scully, you know, I mean, by the nuts. Like he know emotionally, Scully is in bed in bed with his daughter. He's losing his daughter, and then all this other stuff. So he can play on that with him. Then he know with Franklin. You know, you can't win this war with Scully by yourself, not without me. Mm-hmm. So hand me homeboy, and I get him off your back because we just mm. want him. We don't want we we good with you now. We will we'll wipe your slate clean, clear all your debts. We want his head though, and he know that. It's uh man boy is in that uh position in chess where no matter where you move, it's checkmate. And that's and I think Franklin realizes that and early, but he still he still but man boy is you know because he he's a I guess somewhat of a sociopath. He's gonna give Franklin pretend like he's gonna give him time. Or pretend like he has options when he really don't. And Franklin knows mm. he don't. Mm. So that's, but to bring it up to him is because that's what Franklin did. That's what uh, he did with Franklin. When Franklin was trying to figure out uh, that situation where it was man boy's boy that was that messed up. So he's giving him that same courtesy, but at the same time, he knows he has no options. And the only other option is to go to war, which obviously man boy has already built his army for based off of the events that Leon did. Nice. I have a different perspective from you guys on this. I don't think that 
while I see what you guys are saying with man boy having the chess pieces and being in the advantage, I do think that there's something to Franklin getting the rest of the information and knowing Leon did it and man boy knowing that Leon did it. Uh, this leads into the next scene where Louis uh, and uh, Franklin go over the options that they have. And you two, you guys said the two options. One is, hey, we give man, I mean, we give him up and, you know, we do whatever that needs to be done there or um, we side with him and we go to war. But there's a third option there. And the third option I got from the Sopranos if you guys are fans of The Sopranos, you remember when Tony came home, Tony, his cousins, Tony, came home and he did some shit that he wasn't supposed to against the New York mob. And Phil was pissed and he wanted Tony's head and Tony Soprano was like, look, man, that's my cousin, bro. Like, I, I don't know what y'all want me to do. But at the end of the day, to make a long story short, Tony Soprano had to kill his cousin because he didn't want the New York people to do it. And he didn't want him to be out here on the lamb and it causing heat for him. So the only the option was I'm going to do it. And I think this is the option for Franklin. This goes back to the point that I've made in several episodes um, about Franklin being one foot in and one foot out too quickly and not really having the testicular fortitude to do some of the things that he needs to do. And what needs to happen here is you got to kill Leon. Because that puts you in the position of power now. Because if I handle this and I know Man Bull and Scully, y'all are cool now. Y'all, y'all mended y'all beef. And I handled this Leon situation, everything back to normal. I can continue, like there's no war going on. I can continue to move the dope like I need to. You guys ain't got no beef with me. Boom, here he's dead. I had to do it because it was my homeboy. I don't want you guys torturing or some crazy shit like that. That's the Ooh. card I think that he plays as a power broker, not as someone who can. I'm not listening to ultimatum from a nigga like man boy. If I'm Franklin, let me take that shit to the store, nigga. I ain't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> that that would be my position of power. What do you guys think about? I agree with that. That's a, that was a great move by a mob boss in Tony Soprano. Mm -hmm. Franklin ain't a mob boss. Franklin's a smart dude who sells drugs. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. killing his homeboy, his his mans, mm. that ain't an option, bro. That ain't an option. That not big, even, not even that. that. Not even that. Lou, you seriously think that everything going to be sweet if he just do this one thing with Leon? With all the stuff that happened with Franklin trying to set up Scully, with mm. man, man Boy still constantly well, no. trying to find a way to get to the plug? Like I ain't got to be you niggas' friends. That's what I was... If I'm Franklin, that's my position. I'm I ain't got to be y'all niggas' friends. But the reason that everything is there's is so tense right now is because y'all niggas are fighting. Now, if you guys have, have mended y'all war and y'all ain't fighting no more because y'all want to reconcile over your niece or his daughter, okay, cool. I'm going to handle what you guys need to handle. Y'all already handled that and we back to business. I don't care if y'all like me or not. Y'all still going to buy this cheap dope. This all started because of Franklin, though. That's the whole nah, thing. No, it like, started like, because of Manboy and Scully. They, no, 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 they, no. Those, those were the niggas that had the beef. But, but to start the season off, man, uh, Franklin pitted Manboy against Scully. Right. He had man boy to kill Scully. He just and, missed. And now they've made up. So if I'm Franklin and I see that they've made up, I can play good on this Leon shit. And like, I'm going to give y'all Leon since y'all made up. Hey, he did. And right. I took care of that because I don't look. He can he simply spin it. I don't, I don't like the killing kids shit in my organization. So I took care of it for y'all. Now we back to business, right? Hypothetically speaking, that happens. Yeah. What does Franklin do when when uh, Scully and Leon have the conversation on how that night played out? Leon did 
You mean Scully, I mean, Scully, and, Scully and Man Boy? How did how did they play out? How did that situation play out when they talk about? Yeah, Franklin came to the bottom and 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 told me this, this and gave me the gun. Oh, word! <laughs> he told me that I was coming to set you up at the thing. Da, da, da. Mm. Oh no, nah, we on his head. Hey, we on, and we on, and even though Jeff, you brought up the hypothetical, that's that it would go exactly how it goes. Scully don't need no hypothetical. He you already know, know like, he gonna go crazy as soon as he see Franklin. Point blank, yeah. period. Like he he don't care. He's not a man of reason. That's why uh, Louis was like, I trust him more than man boy because at least we know he's just gonna be crazy regardless. You just point him in the right direction and he gonna go. Man boy, the one that's strategic. But the th that's you're right about that. But the I, I'm saying the ship has sailed with these niggas being friends anyway. So if I'm Franklin, I'm operating from a position. Okay, I, I know I'm not pulling up to you niggas serving you niggas no more. But what I do want you niggas to do is continue to sell this dope that I get. Cause I have the cheapest price. Now you can stay in the bottom and you can stay in Compton and I'll never come over there. I send some niggas to serve you. But as long as you still serving the dope that I'm selling you and ain't no war no more and everything is smooth, I don't care how you feel about me. That should be Franklin's position. Like it, it, that that's the end of the, the, the problem for him. Everything back to normal for him other than he lost his friend. You're asking a lot. You're asking a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it, too. But hey, you're you're making a drug game, man. It's part of it, though. Like, it I mean, like, hey, huh? You making it seem like Leon Death is like Jesus is gonna wash over all the sins. <laughs> like, nah, it's, he, he going he gonna have to Franklin gonna have to answer for something. Yeah, it's a start. So they did weigh the ops, and those are the two options that Uncle uh Louis and Franklin gave as those three sit down to talk about that. That led us into also breaking into a pizza's department and he gets arrested. Also wilding, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he wilding. Got, it like, makes sense they, though. That makes sense. Told him he part of the CIA and now he just, I'm out here, my nigga. Like, y'all <laughs> try to arrest me if you want to. But you're right, Nick, you hit a great point. It does make sense uh, with everything that's happened around him. And I think they're doing a good job of showing that. Like he's sporadic. He's he's just all over the place. Not really a lot to dive into in this scene, other than we see him knowing uh, that Teddy McDonald, aka Reed, is a part of the CIA and the trouble that that could bring just with him having loose lips. <clears throat> Next, we go to get uh, Franklin's dad running the shelter. Sees Leon asleep. Puts the call in to get Franklin down there. But um, like you guys said, they alluded to it in the other scene under the bridge. This was another place for him to go. He went there. Nothing surprising here. I think it was just a good setup for them to get Franklin and Leon back in the same pathways. That way you get the introduction to uh, him, giving him a place to hide out. Next, you had um, the editor at the newspaper was fired. The reporter's name we never mentioned. I always call the reporters Irene. Irene lets them know, her new boss know that she has something big here. Um, any thoughts on this, this part of the story and how it's developing out as far as them laying out Reed and it's kind of getting away from Franklin now. It's not her focusing on Franklin, but more so Reed and the CIA now. Any thoughts on that? It's bigger than Nino Brown. That's what we see. It's, just, it's bigger than Nino Brown at this point. And this is, like, like I said, I personally think this series ends in season five and we're watching the groundwork being laid for the end of the season, end mm -hmm. of the series. That's a good point. Um, I think for me, this scene was just, it reminds me of The Wire when they went, uh, when we were dealing with the newspaper side of things yeah. that season. But um, now, like Jeff said, I think this is something that's not going to be solved 
in this season. The only twist that I could see possibly coming out is that someone in within that uh, camp or within that uh, building, as far as the newspaper building, someone's gonna try to make this story go away. Mm. Someone's like someone's gonna get contacted, either the editor, somebody's gonna try to kill this story. Somebody with a lot more political power. Exactly. Something's like, cause like when you're talking about bringing down the government, that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of lives. That's a lot of exposure. Like, cause she, even though she has pretty much everything she needs, there's still a lot to uncover with what's been going down. And we've obviously watched it throughout the series, but the details that of who was killed, who was, you know, getting paid and, and where's this money going towards, that's still yet to be revealed, even though she's on the right track. You brought up a good point that makes me uh, want to acknowledge a great setup. Because at first, even in the second watch, I wonder, like, well, why are they showing the editor getting fired? And then you just brought up a good point about the person coming in with a lot more political stake in it to lose. And she threw that line in there and said, you were the perfect person to have in place. Like, that's what uh, Irene said to the lady, as she, the editor, as she was leaving out the door. So you do bring up a great point there, Nick, as far as saying the person who's going to be in place now probably will be someone who's not going to be fond of this story, or they're going to have their strings pulled by someone who's not fond of the story and they're going to be able to kill it. So I think that that was the reason for this scene and why you showed it the other editor being fired and how this story ain't gonna just break as smoothly as they like it to. Jeff, did you have any thought on that? No, I can see that. Um, you know, I, I think because it can't it can't be easy, right? This is this is too many layers, too many moving parts. So you gotta have, and then too too much can come out of it. Like if you're the newspaper that breaks this story, yes, you become famous. You also become infamous though because the government now can't trust you. You know what I mean? You don't have nobody, you know, you can't, they can't smooth anything out or fabricate anything through you. So you're going to have some, some backlash and some fallout from it too. So yeah, I agree with that. Facts. All right. So after that, we get the whole situation where she breaks and she does have a big story. They cut from that scene and they go to Franklin picking Leon up from the shelter. Really no surprise here. Right. We knew this was going to happen as soon as his right. dad scene. And we called Franklin. Franklin comes down there and pick him up. That scene goes from, there to Scully at the morgue with Khadijah, just getting the personal items from the baby, uh, you know, while now just, I think just doubling down, showing the emotion of the situation. Really good job by the director and the screenplay and the um, cinematographers there. Next, we go to Franklin finding a place for Leon to lay low. And he puts him in, you know, one of his houses of the property that he owns. But most importantly from this, you have Leon and Unc once, excuse me, Franklin and Unc, once they put Leon up, evaluating his mental state. You know, you think he's all right, after all, he did just kill her like a kid. So do you guys think that Leon has showed that he's not okay mentally? Did they, did a, did they do a good job of showing that? Does this question, did it make you start thinking of it at that point? Where were you guys on the mental state of Leon before Franklin asked the question? It showed, like, to me, like, even before this, like, they do a good job because you know these are kids pretty much, early 20s at this point now, maybe late, I think 21, 22 by now. And you see that, like, you see it in Leon's face, like, man, I'm, like, this ain't what I signed up for. Mm. Like, and then if we really break down how how that situation happened, like, yeah, you killed a kid, but what other choice did you have? They pulled up, you pulled, you was right there, they pulled up. Somebody's gonna die. 
and you just shot. You know what I'm saying? You weren't aiming for the child. You didn't put a hit out on the baby. The baby was in the back seat with gangbangers driving a car. Like that's kind of what you sign up for, unfortunately. And he just got caught up in a bad spot. And yeah, man, it, it just shows. Like I saw Leon. You could see Leon breaking down mentally over the course of this. Like, man, I this ain't it. Like this ain't what I want. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I think Leon messed up. He should have killed everybody in the car. Facts. If you, if, if for him to see Khadijah, like obviously that's an eyewitness, point blank, period. So even though you probably are, I know you're remorseful of killing the kid, but if you kill everybody, then at least you ain't got nobody coming back on you. Um, but as far as his mental state, uh, I think Leon was just dealing with so much right away because, I like you said, Lou, we start off this episode right where it ended. So like he's just thinking about like how do I survive? He hasn't had time to really cope and deal with it until we get to uh, the hideout spot that Franklin set him up with. Then that's when you, he really is like soaking in like what really happened. But in the midst of things, his adrenaline is still running as far as I got to get out. I got to get safe. I got to get some bread and I got to lay low. Thanks. You brought up a great point, Jeff, when you say his mental state and he's like, well, I did everything right. Gang bangers were driving the car. That's, one of the the biggest key factors of takeaways that people should see with this and the drug game in general that's what it is you're most people that start selling drugs have great plans like i do everything right like i make sure i do this i ain't gonna talk on the phone i'm not gonna hang around niggas that would tell like it all sounds good when you're writing it down just like with Leon and the plan, it sounds good to go get a PI and I'm going to find out where he hang out at. Then I'm going to catch him by himself and boom, you kill a five-year-old kid. That's what this game is. There is no, like there, there is no black and white. There's always going to be a gray area where decisions and things like that have to be made that are going to make you question, is this for me? Am I built for this? And I think this is where Leon was like, damn, I thought that I was being smart. I thought that I was showing Franklin that I was a guy that could be a boss in these things. And I did everything that I thought was right. And I still killed a kid. And this is where you have him in this scene and, and, and this taking it in. Like, well, excuse me, not in this scene, but the evaluation that, that Franklin and his uncle have from it, all of that stuff factors and weighs in because that's where a lot of people get fucked up in this game when they say the only end is death or jails because they can't deal with the variables because their plan didn't go as seemed and now they don't know what to do and now I think it's what we see Leon and Franklin realizes that hence him asking the question <clears throat> so next any thoughts feedback on that good good to go that was a mic drop all right perfect <laughs> so now also uses Teddy to get out of jail. Teddy's out there waiting on him. We need to get out of Teddy. Basically, tell him when he get in the car, bro. You gotta relax. Like you, you, you gotta <laughs> relax, bro. Nori voice, like, bro. You, you really, you gotta chill with the drunk shit. Like yeah. getting locked up, using my name to get out on on drunk hey, charges, like breaking and entering. Like my nigga, what are you doing? We selling a lot of dope out here, my nigga, and you are bullshitting. <laughs> uh, is essentially what I got from that in so many words. You guys did anything different? That's it. Like, he's fed up. Like, he said, bro, Damn. you can't do this. We <laughs> like, can't, bro. can't live like this. This ain't it. Like, get your, get your, get your act together, bro. Like, what are you I'm doing? You got to shake, man. Man, for me, I don't know if y'all been noticing, but, like, y'all been watching Reed or Teddy, however we're going to call him, 
y'all ever noticed like the toll that all this is starting to really oh take my on god him? we talked like, about he, that like man like he he over here dressing like ace ventura and everywhere he going, he just got to give, he's either receiving bad news or he got to clean up somebody mess. Franklin yeah. hitting him up every other week talking about this, that, and the third. Also out here, like, he's really like, and then on top of that, the government is like trying to figure out what's going on with him mentally. Like, you could tell when it's bad when your boss is like, a boss who's, <laughs> yeah, yeah when you're, especially when y'all doing all this illegal stuff, your boss talking about you like, you good, bro? It's like, yeah. bro, he is taking a toll. I, and, and I know we'll, it'll probably get addressed later on in the season, but from this episode like it was just like damn Reed is going through it man and and you're right and we talked about that in like an episode or two ago and him going through it he has nobody to bounce this shit off of like also was his riding buddy he at least could <laughs> he at least could throw him some damn Franklin this and that like I can't even do that with you no more because you drunk and you like not even focusing out here so I like it's all Wayne on Reed and that is a great point. Like you see it physically, like his eyes tired, like he he done out here. It's just yeah. gonna take one big mistake. So that is an interesting thing. I think that will play out later on in the season. From there, we go to um, Scully and Khadijah in another scene at the morgue. And they finally get it to uh, to leave. Was this overkill? Like did we, I, I, we need this last scene for them. Like. <laughs> we get it, man. Like y'all can leave, but they did. They 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 left the morgue finally. And we go to Franklin, um, hold on. We go to Teddy and Reed, excuse me, AKA Reed and also meeting with Franklin. And Franklin wants to know, does he have any details about the Leon shooting and trying to see what he can figure out? And again, with the assessment of Reed, like you just said, Nick, they kind of show a moment where they zoom in on him and he looked like, God damn, y'all killed a kid? <laughs> <laughs> what in the fuck dude and he just kind of has that deep side and like franklin clearly it, not wanting to get into a standoff is look my nigga can you do it or not like can you help me yeah like i think this is a good this is a good scene just because of the face up that they show with frank with uh reed like oh shit my nigga again and with franklin being to the end of his ropes too like yes nigga yeah a kid is dead i didn't ask you that though can you get me information so everybody is really on edge here, and they did a great job of showing that. You guys agree? Everybody's on edge. This ain't nobody signed up for this part of the game. Like mm -hmm. we, we mentioned this earlier, like this is this happens though. It's so, so many moving parts, so many stuff. You so much stuff you try to control that you can't. And next thing you know, you're in a shootout, and there's a baby in the car. You didn't even know it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you but you aiming because you know that's the enemy. You know what I'm saying? But. Ah man, nobody signed up for this, and everybody's distraught at this scene, and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> well, I mean, to to be you know, no pun intended, to be frank, Franklin did go up to to Teddy slash Reed early in the season and say like, "Look, we got this going on. I'm gonna need your help." He was like, "Look, we don't deal with gang stuff." And then now, what we five episodes later, I don't know how much time has has been spent in the show from that conversation to now, but at the same time, this is what happens. Like, bro, like. A kid has died. Multiple kids have probably died, but this one really affects the business now. And then, of course, readers just like, here we go again. Like, this is—I think he going. This is what Reed going to end up working with uh, white people exclusively. Yeah, he's like fucking <laughs> black people, man. He's goddamn <laughs> guns, <laughs> fucking <laughs> killing each other. Black people just sell people. the shit. Yeah, he, that's exactly what was going through his head right there, man. <laughs> so, next we have the newspaper reporters reviewing the information. Uh, my girl Irene has finally broke everything down. The CIA is bringing dope in. 
people in the room start to get the 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 levity of the situation <clears throat> but you still have that person that editor alluding to what you guys said as somebody pulling at the strings not wanting this story to happen now i don't think it's gotten that deep yet where they're trying to sabotage the story because if you are like you said familiar with the wire I've been watching newsroom lately. There is some people's job in the newsroom to poke holes before we even go this far. So I, I think I'm attributing that to this right now. Like they're just poking holes, not trying to stop the story. Did you guys see that differently? I can respect that um, because you, you got to poke the holes in it just to say, hey, like this is why this may not work. And it just keep just kind of keep you on your toes. But in turn, like from that, it's like, so this is the biggest story of all of our lives. We might need to go ahead and run with this. <laughs> no, I think it was Double I think it was smart. <laughs> I think it was smart because I was expecting the editor to ask her, like, well, okay, well, what's the questions you would ask if you were presented this story? Mm. So I, I, like you said, Lou, like as a newspaper, you want to make sure all your bases covered because you don't want to be throwing out no BS. And then it's already a failing paper. So that's why she was saying like this story could save the whole, you know, oh, yeah, this, this is a big, this is a big, big. But it, so if it's that big, you want to make sure you don't do it right. Um, but however, I think this is an easy way for them to show, like, okay, yeah, you're asking the smart questions now. However, when we get down the line and things get real serious, then that's when the questions go like, all right, do you want to do this story? Should we do this story? That this, that, and the third. Mm. Yeah, and I like I said, I think that I agree that. The, the back and forth should definitely be taking place. I don't think that anyone's trying to sabotage it at this point, but I do think that that will be coming at a later point. I'm just not sure who in the room is going to be, if it will be the editor since he's new. Next, we go to Leon having a nightmare that Franklin kills him. Probably my least favorite part of dramas in every series do this. We talked about The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and, and every good series Game of Thrones fucking does it. I hate the dream sequences because they, they never fool you. Like you never think that this is actually true. And I just never get what they were trying to get across in the dream. Like they, that they couldn't have just done on scene in a regular, regular fucking scene. Am I off here? Do you guys feel the same way about the dream sequences in dramas like this? Or do you guys take something from it? you're supposed to be able to take the mental state like where the person's mind is mm. but you're right no one believed that really was i mean franklin's whole demeanor was different like he sounded different like he franklin was should be out here in these streets that's who that is <laughs> that's, who, that's who that is that's the franklin that's supposed to be the king he sounded way more aggressive than normal <laughs> that's the franklin dub c was molding right there that's the franklin <laughs> No, nah, I think, I mean, it just goes to show that I, I I do agree with you, Lou, but at the same time, it is about, like, showcasing. Finally, we get to see the mental toll that killing a child has taken on Leon, and I think that's all it was. Um, it had to be in a dream sequence. Uh, could have been differently, yes. I think it could, it could have just been the voices in his head or something like that, where he's just sitting down, laying down or whatever. But um, for us to see the fact that he believed that Franklin was going to betray him, that says a lot about where their relationship is at right now. Was it any foreshadowing in there? You guys think that may come true? I think it's on the table. I don't know if it's foreshadowing, um, but I think, to me, I think Franklin never wants to cross a certain line. 
However, this game makes you cross a lot of lines. Mm. And we'll, and I think next episode we'll see what happens. But I think Franklin really does not want to do what he, what everybody wants him to do. What he gonna have to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, we see Sissy. Uh, she's outside collecting rent, letting people slide with a couple of months, <laughs> couple months back rent there. But that's okay. She's going to a job interview, Miss Sissy, and. Uh, she sees Leon peeking out the window. She goes in there. She read the tweets too, and she braided his hair. <laughs> Clearly, did something about that afro that needed to be addressed. Did this guys? Did this? Did this scene hit for you guys? The the music sequence behind it. Did it kind of show the power of the the filmmaking here, as far as you feeling the emotional standpoint of Leon from this situation where he finally just broke down? I I'll say it. It worked to me. To me. Uh-huh. It's probably one of the best scenes this show has ever had. Mm. It showed everything. It showed a mother being a mother, no matter what, no matter what you got going on. Your mom is like, you still my bad. I know she's. I know Leon's not her child, but right, Leon's right, been right. in her life long enough to be her child. And your mom is saying, right, "Look, I know you done messed up, but let me help you. Let me show you how they know you by this fro. Let me braid you up and get you right, where you can at least get low, and, and they may not know it's you every time." You know what I'm saying? Like, let me help you out. I'm gonna cry for you. I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna let you cry. This was hard, man. This this was yeah. it. This this was perfection. Nick, now this was a, this was a really good scene, um, especially when it's like I like scenes where there's a lot said but without words, mm. and that's kind of like where it was. Like all she told him was to sit down, and from then on, you could tell. Like as soon as she started breaking his hair, like that was his big sigh of relief. Like I could finally breathe and be vulnerable, especially because I have a mother figure, you know, trying to console me in her way. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good scene. I don't know if it's the best of the series, like Jeff said, but it, it's it's a good scene. It was a good scene. This this was a great scene, I agree, in the sense of that not a lot of no words actually had to be spoken. And it, it, it goes to show the impact that it had on a Black woman, which is, I, I wanted to. I reached out to Nick to try to get a, a female perspective on this episode because the role Khadijah played. And even with this scene with Sissy, it goes to show the Black mom and what she goes through and, and how she had to deal with the game. And like you said, Jeff, not necessarily condoning it or agreeing with it and even going back to when he went and his mom had took the money. She still did what she could to try to make sure that he was right. You got somewhere to be or go here, take this in case you get cold and here are a couple of dollars. Same thing with Franklin's mom, I'm gonna braid your hair so he, I know people probably looking for you. I'm gonna do, even if it's small, the little bit that I can to help you in this fucked up, crazy, dangerous game slash world that you've gotten into. And it goes, the. I think it was very powerful in the emotional impact that it had just showing that without having to, show a woman nagging without having to show her saying I did this or I did that, but just showing her giving emotional support to a man that needed or a kid that needed it. And it's not like you said, it's not her son. She raised him pretty much and she knows him, but the 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 biggest thing there is she needed emotional support. I mean he needed emotional support support and she was able to do it. And then even on the flip side of that coin, Khadijah being robbed emotionally with her child being taken from her and just how drained she was. Like there's no one really understanding how she felt about losing her child. Like even with man boy and scully behind them and they wanted to hit the streets and get revenge that way, but that's not gonna bring her child back either. So I think it was a really good scene. Song was okay. 
I could have found a better song for the score, but hey, we're not going to nitpick here. Great scene. Um, next, we go to also with some audacity, I may say, uh, goes to Teddy after his recent transgressions and asks for a raise and puts a task on his desk for him to go find Lucille. I, me personally, I roll my eyes. Yeah, like this motherfucker crazy. Like this is, I know he's not white, but this is a form of white privilege, fucking up at the job, then going to asking for a raise, getting a raise, and also and also getting something extra added to, an extra incentive added. What did you guys take from this thing? Also, uh, just playing his part, man. He's just trying to. He's trying to get over at this point. <laughs> but he he gave him, he, gave, he gave a great switch though. He said, "Look, I, you do this for me, I'm gonna do this for you, and we'll be all right." Well, he, he basically said, "I'm gonna girl. do my job correctly if you give me a raise <laughs> and find my long lost girlfriend, nigga. Do your job anyway." <laughs> I don't like nigga. Shut up. And this and this is the second time you hit him with the. Yeah. Oh, you, do this, you do this for me, I'll be good. Do this for me. Yeah, nah, because oh, that was like what two episodes ago he said that. Nah, <laughs> um, however, he the money situation Reed knows about, it, so I, I can understand that he but all right, I can do that for you. Um, the the girlfriend, ex girlfriend, or lover thing to me that's doing too much, and even Reed calls him, Reed called him out on it, like, bro, come on, like, you're trying to move forward, but you keep on trying to deal with the past, like, come on, like, to me. I hope Reed, you know, delays that process as long as he can, because mm-hmm. you could tell Oso is in a weird spot where emotionally he's all over the place. Yeah. So maybe Reed is trying to reevaluate Oso and be like, look, maybe he ain't the the Robin to my Batman. Maybe he's someone I need to, you know, be on the lookout for. Yeah, yeah, because he he's seeming real fragile uh, right now, man. I'm scared what Oso may what may he may let slip. So I, I'm anxious to see how that plays out. And then from there, we go to Franklin and his mom discussing Leon. Uh, she lets Franklin know that she's seen Leon. Leon and, you know, did braided his hair or whatnot. And Franklin was confused at first, but then she responds, if you know, just like if it was you, like we alluded yeah. to in the scene earlier, like I look at him like he's like one of my kids. Did you guys take anything from this scene other than, you know, her just putting Franklin in his place like, you ain't the only nigga out here in the world, bro. <laughs> nah, I loved it. It was just it was yeah. just putting a putting a thumbnail in the what, what happened with her and Leon. It was just capped it off, man. It was, it was great. Franklin got some good parents, man. Yeah, yeah he, he do. Had, do Franklin yeah. got some good ass parents, dude. <laughs> Franklin ain't thing, supposed to be here, man. He ain't man, supposed he, to be he in this whole shit. goddamn profession, man. That nigga got some good parents, man. The only thing I would take from that is like I liked how she said he's no different from you, yeah. and I feel like. Franklin has always felt that he was different. Yep. So for her to yep. say that is like she's humbling him in that sense. Yeah. Great point. And that's exactly what I took from that scene. Like Franklin had to realize, like, my nigga, just cause and man boy hit on it, and we'll talk about it a little later. Just cause you got a cheaper price, my nigga. Don't make you no better than nobody else out here, my nigga. That's, that's essentially the thing. You just got a better supplier, bro. Uh so I do think that that was a good point that she brought up there to kind of humble him. Next, we got also telling, well, excuse me. Next, we got Man Boy and Scully joining forces after a very heated exchange that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Scully, again, bodying this scene. I think the line of this scene was like, nigga, is you her daddy? It was for me, was like the, the great one when he was like, you're not going to talk to my sister. Like, <laughs> it was like, nigga, you ain't her daddy. Uh, but I, I like the fact that Scully ain't, 
every scene, every time that you think that it's going to be some sappy movie television show shit, but he's going to flip it up and be like, oh, okay, man, let's join forces and do like, no, my nigga, this is a real street nigga. This is like playing the part, whoever wrote this role or whoever consulted them on how this dude should act. Great fucking job. And he's doing a great job of doing this because he doesn't fold from who he is. Unlike man, boy, unlike Franklin, unlike Leon, unlike the other people in this game, all the way through and through, Scully is the same person each time we've seen him. And that's what I've appreciated. And that's what I appreciated about this scene. What'd you guys take from the scene? I agree. That's 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 perfect. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, it was just it's a setup for what's to come on the last few minutes of this of this episode. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I, I man, I've been a fan of Scully ever since he pulled that bullet out of his chest, and and Cuz asked him, "Is you good?" He was like, "Do I look good?" <laughs> ever since then, <laughs> ever since then, I've been a huge fan of Scully. Were you guys surprised at this? Did you guys see this going any other way than them teaming up? No, um, nah, it could have, but I think for the purposes of the story and where we are right now. They have to kind of quote quote unquote team up for the moment right now because the, the walls got to the walls got to close in on Franklin even more. Mm -hmm. That's what we watching. Somebody, some enemies were going to become friends throughout the in this season. They would have and, to. And, yeah, and that's and I'm so I'm not surprised it's them too. Um, but I am I will be interested to see how it, will they maintain that throughout the rest of the season. I like the link being the sister too to tie them together. I think that was pretty dope because they 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 kind of dropped that as a small, very small nugget in the introduction to Scully. And it was like, well, my sister, baby daddy is this, and that's how they, we got met. So I do like that how they tied it all together. Next, we got the reporter Irene going to visit the Cali cartel members. Dropping a nugget on me. I didn't know this, and you guys can let me know once I finish breaking the scene down as far as what happened here, but. Teddy turned them in to get Franklin off of the murder of Kevin. And I wasn't aware of that the, the they got locked up because of Teddy's information. I thought that they had got locked up because of something else. Did you guys know this uh, as far as Teddy turning them in to get Franklin out of jail? It happened like, like one of them things that kind of got slid under the, under the rug a little bit. So you kind of had to, and you probably haven't watched things in two recently like i this all still kind of new to me so i remember like it was it was quick though it was a quick scene like he just showed teddy giving some giving some information to somebody and they do they had to do and made it disappear that's all mm. yeah uh i forgot about that and i i didn't even remember that uh was a dude from insecure was is a, is a cartel member uh he on uh, insecure yeah, yeah one of the dudes um that's funny but um yeah that that was random but i mean i guess it's a great you know kind of like a marvel kind of good callback reference yeah callback mm -hmm. to bring them back into the fold and see how this will you know be the the reason that is the downfall of reed and everything going on but um i thought it was random but i i'm intrigued as far as what they will do because i don't think they will cooperate as as, as well as that scene is, is suggested that was my question too did you guys think that they would work with her because it's not necessarily the police. This is a reporter. And she can use her information to at least get them a trial. So do you, you say after still being able to leverage her to, to at least go to fucking court because they haven't been, you don't think that they would flip? Um, I don't think it'd be that easy. It can't make it that easy for 
I don't think. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, that don't, been, don't we weird. know? And, and this kind of has to do with this scene too, and we'll talk about it a little bit at the end. But don't we know what they're pushing towards? Like we know who the person that they're looking for is going to tie this story together, right? It's two people. Who, I feel like who was that? Mel or Wanda? Wanda in the hospital with the death. And well, she can't do nothing about the CIA, so I guess that's just Franklin thing. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, that that was a bad theory. So it's not okay. Mel or Wanda. If she's looking, if she's only looking for Franklin, yes, yeah, then it would be those two. But yeah, yeah those that that's kind of her last hope. Then I don't see any other loose strings out there that would give her read, other than maybe Javi. If she can tie Franklin into it and make him flip, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Keep digging. We'll see how that works out for. Her. All right, next we got Teddy um, meeting back up with Franklin, and he lets him know the details of Leon's case. Franklin is visibly upset and put in a situation where he knows that he's going to have to make a very hard decision very soon. Do you guys get anything from this scene as far as Teddy wondering how Leon was good? Teddy wondering how Franklin would handle this? Or do you think that he thinks that? Franklin pretty much has this under control. Go ahead, Nick. Right. I was gonna say I think this is a wait. He, Teddy's uh, doing a wait and see with Franklin. Mm. I think he he gives Franklin the benefit of the doubt because he's pulled through, at least especially this far. But um, with this situation, uh, I think that's why he kind of he alluded it to him. He was like, you know what you gotta do. Franklin's like, I heard what you said. It was kind of <laughs> like. Bro, I mean, I don't want to say it, but it's it's this is needs to be taken care of. This is yeah, this is gonna be very serious, my nigga. Yeah, like there's nothing I can do for you on this. Like he killed a kid. Like you know what you gotta do now. You know what I mean? And that's it on that. Yeah. Next scene, the shit hits the fan. Uh, another very good scene out of this episode with not a lot of words had to be said other than a reporter reading uh, that Leon was on the most wanted and his face being all over the news. This changes the game. Uh, this goes from like being a neighborhood thing and people in the know knowing about it to everybody now knowing your face and you really got your back against the wall for Leon as we've seen this kind of play out. His mom sees it, uh, Franklin and Franklin's mom and dad see it. It's just like everywhere now. Did you guys appreciate where they took it with his face hitting the news and kind of like the bomb finally exploding with this? And the slow buildup it took to get to this, or did you think it took too long to get to this point where everybody now knows that Leon killed a child? I think it's real time. Like that's how it break, that's how it goes. Like the, the streets know before anybody knows. Mm-hmm. Like, once something like that happened, the streets know that you gotta get low, you gotta do what you gotta do. Then it start hitting the news, information starts spilling over to people who had nothing to do with it and stuff like that. Now everybody looking for you. And you see how this played out. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say uh I think that scene was just not only just about the alert of the whole city, but just to Leon himself, as far as like, you messed up and everybody know it. So now I don't think he feels safe anywhere. Like, as we mentioned earlier, like he was, he was trying to hide out in his own hometown because that's probably where all he knows. But now his hometown ain't safe. He can't go to his mama's. He can't really trust Franklin. He can't even go to a homeless shelter. So what, options do you have as far as to feel safe i think that was the thing that i took away from it i think the first thing he thought when his face hit the news was man them twenty thousand would show be lovely right now that was buried in my mama backyard <laughs> next we got 
one of the another phenomenal scene, and I think Khadijah uh, st- uh, stole the episode with this scene in the earlier scenes where she questioned Scully and Man Boy about chilling, drinking forties, getting tattoos, and their form of um, what we call it suffering. What is it called? Grieving the grieving that they're doing and their way of taking this in. She does a great job of kind of getting them on their asses and telling them, my nigga, this ain't going to be it. Y'all ain't going to sit in here and mourn over the death of my daughter. Did you guys like this scene? Yeah, even down to the prison tattoo. Like, <laughs> even down to the man getting the prison tattoo. I, now, this was perfect. Like, she wants she want, she wants by the head. She done snapped out of it. She done got herself together. She ready to ride. Make it happen. I think this was a, uh, I might be in a minority with y'all. I think this is an unnecessary scene. Mm. I think, um, cause to me, it's like, what do we get out of it? Like we already knew that they were look like man boy said, like we already got plans and moving and shaking. It wasn't like she said anything new. She just said, go get the guy that I told y'all about in the beginning of the episode. So it's kind of just like, yeah, it's, it's a good funny scene to see Scully get a tat, you know, <laughs> with his daughter's uh, picture with the tattoo artist and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was kind of like, I didn't get anything new out of that scene. It was just a, uh, just like Lou, you were talking about with the morgue scene, like how we went back twice. Like, we know we get it. She's dead. <laughs> like, we know we get it. Leon is the killer. We, y'all gonna go get him. That's, that's how it was. I think hey, what the, for me, it was the urgency. For me, it was the, it's, this happened and you guys are cool now yet there's still no initiative to get to the end of the problem. And we all have, I mean, have dealt with women before. They move at a different pace than we do uh, as far as men. And I think that that's what this was showing. Like, even though she's not directly involved in the streets, at the end of the day, there's some woman that most men that are involved in the street answer to. And this is what gets the initiative started, like defending their honor, uh, defending a child, just being from the outside looking in and the heavy influence that she would have. Like, she's not going to grab a strap and ride out with them niggas, but yet she's telling them niggas, get the fuck out of my house and sitting here mourning about it that way, go do what you niggas do. And that's gangbang. So that's what I got from it. Nick, Nick looking like nigga. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm, just, I'm not saying it's a horrible scene. I just think it was like, it could have been a, it could have been like a, a deleted scene. No, I like get what bonus. you're saying. Like it just, it just didn't add anything to the story. I get what you're saying, and it, it kind of puts Man Boy, excuse me, it puts Scully where Leon is too. Like it had, like he not. You would think that it, he wouldn't go sit out in the projects waiting for Leon to walk up if she hadn't told him to go do that, right? If she had, he'd be still getting that, getting a tattoo. If 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 she had just been cool with that and she had not put the initiative in them, which leads us to the next scene where Franklin, or excuse me, Leon finally realizes, hey, look, I got to make something shake. I got some bread in the stash house. I got to go to the stash house and get the bread out. And this is my last option. I got to get out of everybody's hair. So he goes there. Scully's scoping him out, sees him, uh, catches him coming out of the house, open fires on him. Uh, before that, Franklin went to go visit Leon, seeing that Leon was gone after seeing the news. So luckily, Franklin is right there in the place that he needs to be since Leon had ran. And he picked him up as he was running through the alley. And he was able to get away from Scully, who's a horrible shot, 
with that <laughs> with that strap. Uh, so I don't think Leon ever has to worry about if he's on the run with Scully hitting him. It's going to have to be stationary. But what did you guys get from this scene? They kind of threw all that together really quickly as far as Leon being in the, the, the stash house, excuse me, from far as Leon being in the safe house to going to get the money to Franklin knowing about it to man, I mean, was to Scully pulling up on him. It was a lot happening in those two scenes. You guys think they nailed that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it just shows like once, because once his face hit the news, that whole hiding in plain sight, that was over with at that point. Like, you it know what I mean? Yeah, he, he had, he had, it had to speed up, had no Shoot choice. Real. So he had to go get his bread. He knew he had to go. Like, he, he didn't know where he was going to go, but he had to get the hell out of LA, wherever they're at right now. He Thanks. had to go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with Jeff. Pretty much it was just, that's why I was saying, like, once he saw down the news, he never, he can't, he couldn't have possibly felt safe in his own city anymore. So he had to leave. Yo, go, dope scene right there. Like I said, I, I Rough to believe that Scully was that bad of a shot. <laughs> he had, he had, had a vibe. Yeah, he I was going to say he didn't put the vibe in his ear either. So <laughs> I can see where he's kind of off on that too. Next we had, um, after Franklin saved the day for Leon, which I'm sure he's going to hear about in the car, uh, <laughs> the reporter tries to move forward with the story and the editor would like another link and advises Irene that the possible link is someone who's looking to talk, someone who has something to gain from talking and telling on the CIA or Franklin. And that kind of points us in a direction. And I'm not sure who it would be, but that kind of gives us an idea as if somebody's in the foresight to break this case wide open. You guys agree with that? Yeah, all of that. Like, it's just, that's just a slow her down from, from rushing this out because there's too many holes in the story and to make it to where when they present it to the world, there's no flaw, there's no no holes, no nothing, and they got it all covered. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's, again, it's, it's a smart strategic thing to say because it's a smart thing to do when you're dealing with uh, proper journalism. However, it also slows you down because now you got to find someone who's ready to talk and that's going to take a lot. All right, lastly, we have Man Boy and Franklin meeting. Uh, man boy is here to call Franklin to the table about turning Leon over and it gives another one of the man boy speeches in this episode. I think he did fairly well with uh, he was convincing enough to me, but not convincing the Franklin. Franklin tells him at the end of the speech, my nigga, I still got the cheapest price and y'all think still need work if y'all sell drugs. Uh, how do you think Franklin handled this situation? Franklin handled it like somebody who knows he doesn't have the power anymore, but he's trying to hold, trying to get a facade like he does. Mm. That's it. He he knows Man Boy is right because Man Boy when Man Boy presented to him, I mean, this normally you say it's business first, and mm. this is how you do it. Now you changing the rules on me. He got them. Yeah, he got them. Exactly, Jeff. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think, but another thing I would add to that is just more of like, this is why I don't. I didn't like. I'm starting not to like Franklin because mm. like just turning into he, Walter White. He, he in worse, he's just turning, he's going off of emotions. He's not, he's not going off of like smart legit logic because if he still wants to do this, because remember early, like a couple episodes, he told Reed that he wants to double down. He wants more product. He wants more. He wants to do this, do that. How can you expand when you have all these enemies? How can you expand if you can't go into these areas? Because like Man Boy said, he said, I got Inglewood, 
Scully got Compton or something like that. He said, I got Compton, and, Scully got the bottoms. Leon had Leon, the projects. He had a project and he messed that up. So it's like, so then what? And then Franklin, all he had to say was, he basically like the kid who's like, I got my ball. I can take it I home. The ball. Like, like, but no, like eventually again, man, boy, he could tell man boys like, I can, I'm going to find your plug. I'm going to find somebody else. Cause if, cause we don't know that this is a theory I got. What if he somehow gets connected with Reed as far as man boy? Because mm. if, if Franklin keeps giving these problems to Reed, Reed still has to get this product out. Reed is a businessman at the end of the day. And as much as he, we may think he favors Franklin, that's only because Franklin was the only one that was ready to, to do it right then, right there. Well, I think he, he does find favor somebody Franklin. else. If he can think, find somebody else, he can find somebody else. I think he does favor Franklin because he's smart. So that's one thing that I will. How smart is he looking now though? He, it's, it's shaky. But that also goes to, I think, that Reed knows that the diamond in the rough that he has with Franklin, is he's just not some street thug. Like, he thinks that Franklin is not really of this game. He's not reckless as a man boy would be. So I think he does have a vested interest to a certain extent of Franklin being successful. So he, I don't think that he would work with man boy. Uh, but what I do agree with you on is the part where you said um, Franklin is acting off emotion like he's not sticking to his own code. The great part about man boy soliloquy there is that he called him out on that. Like, my nigga, you were the one who told me this. So you should be showing up with this nigga in hog time, dead already or with an address where I can find him. Like, there, there is no other option here. Why are we delaying this? I think that he did a great job of telling that. And then, like you said, Franklin only response was, well, I got the cheapest price. Well, okay. Who are you going to sell that dope to? Like, I'm not buying it. Like I'm me and Scully on the same side now. So like, what are you going to do as a nigga just sitting around with a whole lot of dope? There's there's nothing that you can do with it. And I think that that's a good point and, and shows to how, effective man boy has been in this season so far getting to where he wants to be and establishing himself that is the end of the episode guys and as far as i don't watch the next on so we'll do the previews uh at the very end before we get out of here but i do want to go over a couple of things to close it out first and foremost i want you guys to rate the episode one to ten on a scale. Give me your episode ranking for episode five, the get back review. Nine and a half. Mm. This is damn near perfect. If it was HBO, it would have been perfect. The commercials killed it. Yes. One of the commercials would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, got, I got 10 more minutes of this if it went for, for commercials. Nick, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Woo. I think Low. the last the last episode was more of a nine range, mm-hmm. eight and a half, nine range. This one was kind of just like, again, because I felt like we progressed a little bit, but at the same time, what new things did we really come away with? That's fair. Here's, here's my only thing about that. Y'all laughed at me 
On this, on this, two shows ago, what I said, Franklin showing he might be a, a weirdo. He might be a little lame. How he did them people at, at that bookstore. Now he's doing more of that. <laughs> he's showing the progression of Franklin to be the character we supposed to hate this year. Well, that the well, that before I rate the episode, that kind of goes like to my point too, though. That kind of goes to my point. Like, how are you gonna be so cutthroat and assassin like with those people at that bookstore and not be the same way with your homeboy Leon? Like, you in the game or you not in the game, my nigga? Quit going up and down and wavering. Like, you know what needs to happen for you to be successful, or you think to be successful or to do the right plays and you know what the right play is here but you're not making it but you were so easy to make it with the people at the bookstore i do agree with that point i thought about that as well uh but i still don't think that he did i don't know if he got it in him to do the right thing with leon um if i'm rating the episode i gotta give it an eight i think it's right there with the rest of them i still think the first two were the strongest two uh coming out of the gate and then this one was right there with the the other two that we've seen so I got to go eight, a little bit behind the other two that we've seen. So I got to go eight with that. And if I'm going to start with the top performer of the episode, to me, Khadijah wins this hands down. She bodied this um, from her time going in the morgue and dealing with man boy and dealing with man boy and Scully, bringing them together and starting the initiative to get Franklin killed. Like she just did her thing. So I got to go Khadijah with my person of the episode. Who do you have for person of the episode, best performance, Nick? Um, I wanted to go with Khadijah as well, but I'm gonna, I won't bite your take. Um, I will probably have to go with uh, Sissy once again, because um, like Jeff said, that she, I think she's she's probably right now one of the standout characters of Facts. this season because she's and it, and it's weird because it's 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 solely based off her acting, not really dialogue it's like how she moves not even presence. her story yeah like uh how she's basically played over this whole season like uh the angel on franklin's shoulder like his yeah. his conscience in yeah. a way i know his daddy is like the super angel he's the one that's like we shouldn't even be doing this in general but she's at least the one that's helping guide him like all right if you're gonna do this this is, we need to figure out a way out and while we're doing that you need to recognize the man that you're becoming while you're doing like you're in this so this episode, I, I think she 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 once again has shown that, like again, like Lou, you pointed out to how strong Black women are when it comes to holding down men like these, but also just like the part of the show in a way too. Thanks. Both of those are great choices. Um, I definitely would have went sissy myself, but I'm gonna go man boy. Man boy posts his chest out a lot this episode. He's playing he's playing chess. And these other guys are playing checkers right now. I like Man Boy for, for my MVP of the episode. Man Boy, Man Boy looking like the smartest piece on the board right now, 100%. Uh, before we get out of here from another episode of Snow School, the unofficial official podcast of the FX series Snowfall, I didn't watch this week coming up. Uh, I do want to know if you guys have any predictions if you did not watch. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it. So I saw well, yeah, um, I, I didn't see it, but um, what I can suggest is that Franklin and Leon are going to have a real conversation. I think Franklin, it may look like Franklin's going to try to kill Leon. I think somebody else will beat him to it. Someone mm. in Franklin's camp. Mm. Um, and as far as Reed and also, I think that relationship, it may take a weird turn. I think for, for, some, for me, I think Reed is going to either turn his back on also or Franklin this season. Mm. They keep on messing up. So that's those are the things that I'm predicting. Okay. 
I like that. I got to go with, um, I think something happens to Leon. I think Franklin is directly behind it. I think that he realizes that he can't keep being on the fence in these situations and he has to make a decision and that decision has to be the, for the betterment of his business if he wants to survive. So I see that happening. I see Avi coming back into play very strongly. I think that he's kind of been playing coy this whole season for him to set us up for the last five episodes or however many episodes left to play a really strong part in the role that Teddy is going to play with also or Franklin. I think that Avi is going to play a big part and how he decides to move with one of those two people and just come back into the fold a lot more heavily. Uh, but I cannot wait until that happens again. Man, this was Snow School. My man, Nikki Ducey, my man, Big Jeff. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate the scene-by-scene scene breakdown with you guys. Anything you want to say before we're out of here? Uh, make sure you go check out Friends for a second. Uh, we will be doing our own uh, Snowfall midseason review. Should be coming out soon. We'll also be reviewing uh, that new uh, Zack Snyder Justice League film that dropped and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's Friends for a second. You can find it on any of your podcasting platforms. Nice. Big Jeff. Each and every Monday, tell a friend to tell a friend about their full sport press podcast. And on Thursdays, get your wrestling fix, the 808s and chair shots podcast. Yeah, man. That's it. Nice. This is another one in the books. As my man Jay Hope says, the revolution will be podcasted. This is brought to you by the Realville Media Network. I am Spike Lou. We out.